Hello, listeners. Welcome. This is Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, welcoming you to another edition of the Heal the Sick podcast, a presentation of Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. Yes, it's a great day. The birds are singing, as you can hear. And uh, I am so excited to bring you this program and specifically this show today as I have another, another amazing guest. And uh, as it uh, turns out, him and I had some mutual friends and people we knew, and it was a natural a combination to bring us together and chat a little bit. So joining me today on the program is the Massachusetts State Director for John G. Lake Ministries, JGLM, Mr. Garth Wiebe. Garth, welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. It is awesome to have you here. I'm, uh, like I said, we uh, had some mutual friends we knew, so we got connected up, and it's uh, it's good to – I've heard a lot about you, so it's good that we finally got to meet and talk. And um, in our first segment here on the show, I ask our guests if they will tell us a testimony and uh, something kind of big, something kind of crazy, maybe off the charts, uh, out, of the, out of the ordinary. What kind of testimonies can you share with us today? Well, the Pakistan trip in itself was a testimony, and this was way out of the comfort zone for us. Uh, it was an amazing trip. Uh, since this is the Heal the Sick podcast, I will say that in terms of healing and that kind of thing, everything that you can imagine in terms of discipling people and the power of the Spirit just worked there. We saw hundreds of people instantly healed, uh, something in the vicinity of 90 to 95 percent instant success rate. I mean, tumors instantly melting, paralyzed people getting up and walking, the whole routine. And people in homes, businesses blessed, the locals activated during the course of our stay there. And then they picked up on all this and continued to walk in the power of the Spirit getting the same kind of results after we left. And it's just like what the Bible says, discipleship is supposed to happen. And so it was awesome, and it was simple. So there's um, some background on that. We, didn't, we did not go there to heal the sick. Okay? In Pakistan, there are these brick kiln factory labor camps. Poor people live at the camps, work at the camps, 14, hour a day, 14 hours a day, sometimes more. Whole families, including children, many of whom are orphans, making bricks by hand, from making mud to the final product. No machinery, and at the end of the day, a family might deliver a 1,000 bricks and earn the equivalent of $2. Okay, so... With that kind of labor, there's no time and no money for going to school. There are no free schools in Pakistan anyway, and a lot of people just can't afford it. So illiteracy rates are high, uh, especially among the poor people like this. And that's where CSF comes in. It stands for Christian Soul Foundation, the guys in Pakistan. Mm. And you can go to the website. It's CSF Pakistan. Dot webs, that's W-E-B-S dot com, and see some videos and photographs of what they're doing. Uh, Javiad Akhtar and his 18-year-old son Jamshad have been reaching out to the brick kiln factory workers for several years, 
with the gospel and assistance and so on. So what happened was in December of last year, the main brick kiln factory that they were reaching out to shut down. And CSF rented a small building and started a free primary school for the children to teach them to read and write and give them a basic education. Now, the actors would probably be considered lower middle class where they live. And here in America, we would consider them living at poverty level in slum conditions. But, you know, that's all relative. The actors live meagerly and they pour out into these lower class rural people working in the brick kilns. So that's where we come into the picture. And that's uh, when I got to know first Jamshad and then his father through JGLM connections through Skype. First, they ask for money. Then they ask us to just come. Now, I didn't want to come. <laughs> yeah. I, I donated some money to their Christmas outreach and I, I could give them some more money, but, you know, to actually go there. So I argued with God about this for about two months. I mean, I'm JGLM's message is a straight director, right? I've got plenty of mission and outreach opportunities and activities going on here in Massachusetts. I'm busy at home. I've got six children here. And, you know, if I could afford to spend that much for commercial airline tickets and for myself and two children, plus plenty of other international travel expenses, why not just give the money to them instead? You know, then I had never been outside of the U.S. before. Hmm. I didn't have a passport, um, let alone visas to a country like that. Uh, then you know, and I knew about the practical discomforts and the heat, the lack of Western toilet facilities. <laughs> you know, I had all these reasons not to go, but you know. Have you ever noticed that when you get into an argument with God, he always wins? Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I said, okay, I give up. We're doing this, and I was finally at peace. Okay. So that, so we went through all the passport and visa red tape. You know, the Pakistan embassy telephoned me and asked me, why do you want to come to Pakistan? What is your purpose in going? And then they called Javiad and asked him, how do you know Garth Weeby? Now, why do you want him to come visit you? And so on and so forth. So meanwhile, I got a soft copy of an Alpha Phonics program, bought an LED-powered video projector to hand carry in there, and I got permission from Curry to hand carry 50 gigabytes of DBI files in for Jamshed and, and a portable hard drive because of the Internet problem there mm. and a few other things. So meanwhile, we had a relative trying to stop us, telling me that this was irresponsible, especially bringing young children in there. And she was even telling my older boys to spend time with them uh, now because uh, they would never see them again. And then telling me I was too dangerous, you know, Taliban everywhere, blah, blah, blah. All lies based on Western media news hype, of course. You mean the media lies? <laughs> yes. Never, and, never uh, heard of that before. So I just had to cut her off and and tell her my boy tell her um, tell tell my boys not to talk to her until we got back. But we got into the plane and went there. So that was amazing. So this is just a testimony in itself. So, like I said, you know, this is Heal the Sick podcast. But what I'm saying is that healing the sick and casting out devils and all that stuff is just what a Christian does. 
as the normal Christian way of living. So it wasn't our intent to go there and have healing crusades or do DHT seminars as if they even needed one to deprogram them from the sacred cows of the West, you know. Yep, yep. Uh, they were genuine, eager to learn, and easy to teach, and quick to accept the truth, and they didn't argue with me. Okay, but we developed a reputation real quick. So within a day or two, word got around that people were getting healed, and the CSF school office became a drop-in healing center. <laughs> That's awesome. Where people, yeah, people um, from the villages either came to be healed of things, or they asked that we visit their homes uh, with sick people in them. So the school office was the clinic, and we also made house calls pretty much daily. But here's the thing, okay, we were only going to be there for a month. And so this is where it gets better. At first, it was us praying over people. Well, Javier and Jamshed and other locals watched and clapped and said, praise the Lord and all that. But I kept explaining things to them about the simplicity of this and telling them that they were just, they were going to be doing this. And one of my tactics is to use my two youngest children who were with me on the trip as object lessons. Now, they are ages 7 and 11, and they lay hands on people and heal the sick too. Yep. Okay, so I would tell the folks in Pakistan, you know, I'm not a Benny Hinn. There's some special guy with a you know, special anointing because I'm an American Christian or old or well-educated or anything like that. And I'd say, watch this, because I'm not going to do this my seven-year-old is. And I told my seven-year-old to go take care of the sick person, and the seven-year-old would lay hands on them, make a quick childlike declaration, and then they'd be healed. Mm -hmm. So that was my modus operandi there, and I use that a lot here too. If they see a seven-year-old or eleven-year-old healing the sick, now what are they going to think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Is this something that only trained, educated, specially gifted people can do? Um, don't think so. So, of course, I kept playing this routine and reinforcing it with teaching about the simplicity about the Word of God. Then there was a shift, and it was a planned shift at about the fourth week, and I told them that we weren't doing this anymore, that they were going to do this. Okay. Okay, so we were just going to be there to watch. So one day we were set out on our usual rounds to visit people asking for prayer in the village. And I told these guys they would be healing the sick now. Okay, so Jamshed was fine with this. And the CSF elder and his wife, well, they didn't speak English, you know, so they didn't really say anything. But Chevy had protested, and he said, well, the people were expecting me to do it, and then they could do it after I left. So Mm -hmm. we had a little contention there, right? Yeah, yeah. But I won the argument. And the plan was that we'd walk together into the people's home, and when the sick person requested prayer, which would be in Punjabi, their local language, that rather than translate that into English, one of them would just step forward and take care of it. And that worked. So Javier, Jamshed, the elder deacon, and his wife stepped forward and just did it with the same instant results. This is week four. So that was the beginning of the transfer of responsibility And to make a long story short, by the time we left, we had little Pakistani children healing the sick. Amazing. After we left, Jamshed and Javied and the rest of them were still healing the sick. 
So it was amazing. It was like mission accomplished. I mean, you don't even need me anymore. That's great. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, at the end of the, um, you know, a week later, here I was getting calls from uh, usually Jamshad, and he would say, oh, you know, um, people come into the school office, they would um, look around and say, where's the white man? Where's the white man? Mm. And those guys would say, okay, the white man is not here. He went back to America. He will come back according to the timing of God. Okay, but he showed us that we have the same authority as he did, so you should not look for him. And then they, or the elder, the wife, the school teachers, or whatever, would lay hands on them and be healed. And even Jamshed was telling me he had a youth group. And uh, at the end of the youth group, he just kind of patterned the meeting after, um, you know, what I did and just called sick people up and uh, laid hands on them. They were all healed, including somebody with a broken elbow. Um, So, you know, my my joy and the amazing thing is to see this transfer that uh, really um, they were doing this and they he actually took some of the people who we baptized in water and said, okay, now you're Christians now, now we're going to make the rounds through the villages and we're going to uh, visit these people. And then he took those people and then those people went and laid hands on people and saw the sick people well. That's absolutely amazing. And uh, listeners, this is, uh, it's interesting what a small world it is. I got to actually know Gemshade as well uh, through actually Inside Out Training Ministries with our friend Cheryl Fritz over there. And that's where I initially had met him. And then he, uh, him and I started talking and then he told me that someone from JGLM was going out there. You know, that's where I'm trained under and um, they got to know Garth and we, it's like, it's, it's a small world, you know, it is, but it isn't because in the spirit we're all connected. So it's very cool how this all came together. And um, Garth is just sharing today about this Pakistan trip. And we're, like I said, we're all, we all kind of know each other, all friends. And it's, it's great to hear this coming together and just the, uh, the seed that's planted there and started growing really, really quickly. So uh, we are up against our first break, a little long in this segment, but that's all right, because this is good stuff. Million here with you on the Heal the Sick podcast. We're going to be back momentarily. Keep it locked here and don't nobody go nowhere. Right back. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada.
Well, hello, listeners. Back on the heel, the sick podcast, Million here, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, a presentation of Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada, Saint City. Oh, yeah, baby. We're flipping this thing. And uh, joining me on the show today is a, uh, a gentleman that I have kind of crossed paths with indirectly, and now we are uh, on good terms, and I'm happy to have him here. In our first segment, he was discussing with us about a recent trip to Pakistan, and as if you've listened to the show, you know that we have uh, some outreaches that we do there, um, some friends out that way, and uh, Amir from True Light Church in Lahore, Pakistan, is was a guest on a previous show, and uh, so it's neat that we have some ties out there, and we're kind of bringing it all together, so... Um, my guest on the show today, also uh, JGLM, trained as, uh, as I am from Massachusetts uh, State Director, Mr. Garth Weeby, joining us again. And uh, Garth, we heard a little about you in the first segment, but now that we have a segment specifically for background and experience, tell us about you, about yourself, and what you can share with us. Okay, well, it's certainly been a, an eventful last three years. Um, if I spin the clock back... Um, I came to believe the gospel, that is the evangelical standard gospel, um, when I was about 13. Through, uh, I had built, a, I was uh, a budding uh, electronics enthusiast. I would eventually become an electrical engineer by, uh, uh, by profession, and now I'm early retired, uh, which I'll explain in a few minutes. Uh, but uh, I built a shortwave radio, a Heathkit shortwave radio. And so I was listening to that, and I picked up um, a uh, missionary radio station, uh, HCJB uh, radio broadcasting out of Quito, Ecuador in South America. Mm, awesome. And they were broadcasting the gospel, and at one point they gave a, you know altar call, you know, what are you doing, and uh, you need to accept Jesus, and I just did. And, you know, nothing much happened that I could feel. Um, I had, it's interesting that I had, um, the first thing that I was convicted of was, uh, you know, sharing the gospel and going on, you know, missions. And I said, well, God, anything but that, you know, mm. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to to uh, be embarrassed, share the gospel, or anything like that, much less, you know, go on and admit, uh, no, I'll just be a Christian. And so from that point on, I, I didn't really have spiritual growth uh, through my high school and college year- years at all. And when I got out into the workforce, um, uh, uh, you know, very little. Uh, so what happened was I had a what I would call an evangelical revival in 1985. Uh, so I was in my late 20s, um, 28 to be uh, specific, and um, I was laying out in the sun getting a tan in my backyard, and these two men with with uh, with uh, briefcases and in suitcases and ties in the middle of July in the heat, said, are you Garth Wiebe? And I thought to myself, okay, oh, that can't be uh, good. <laughs> not be good. Uh, probably the FBI. Wow. Case of mistaken identity. No um, English. And, uh, <laughs> I said, and so, but I said, it's not going to do any good to lie. Okay. To myself. And I said, okay, yes, I am Garth Wiebe. And they said, um, oh, okay. Uh, we are Jehovah's Witnesses. And we want to talk with you. 
Okay, so I don't want to get into that whole thing. But I think I'd rather have the FBI show up. <laughs> um, so um, to make that long story short, um, I really had a crisis um, on my hand because here was a counterfeit of the Christian faith doing what I was supposed to be doing with the real thing. Wow, good. Well, I was uh, having, uh, you know, just leisure life. Yep. And my job as electrical engineer Digital Equipment Corporation, you know, big company and everything. And so um, I started really searching the scriptures. And, of course, I turned the tables on them pretty quickly and started um, even using their Bible to uh, prove them wrong. And within a few weeks, they didn't want to talk to me anymore. Um, and I became a sort of counter-cult apologist. And uh, then I got into the creation evolution, uh, you know, creation apologetics and all that stuff. and But this was all in the context of the, the uh, traditional evangelical church, okay, which we know um, preaches what some have called a half gospel, basically. Salvation in your back pocket, forgiveness of sins, no power in the spirit. Um, you live under the curse until Jesus comes. Yep. Okay, so 25 years of that, of institutional evangelical um, religious uh, Christian uh, churchianity. And, you know, to the extent that I was involved with that, uh, you know, and I participated in the programs, I was a sound guy, I played music, and, you know, I had discussions with people on online forums and things, and, and kept reading and studying the Bible. And uh, it... Um, um, you know, I, the problem was, is obviously I was missing something and it was in a big way because in 2004, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. Okay. So this, this immediately I was crushed because I was thinking I'm losing, losing my wife. There's no, there's, it's, it's all over now. Uh, well, it turned out that, um, she survived six years or more. Wow. Well, I was just, um, you know, I was just, this is, this is horrible, you know, and I just uh, tried to put it out of my mind, you know, hope that it would, you know, go okay. And she went through the whole conventional uh, medical um, protocol. And then uh, when it uh, came back and metastasized, she went to alternative therapy. And I guess what I'm getting at is uh, if it, uh, many of the listeners here are familiar with uh uh, with uh, JGLM and Curry Blake's testimony of his first daughter, Erica. And uh, mine is identical to that because we got into a huge crisis um, at the end of 2010. And um, uh, she went straight from an all-day prayer meeting, uh, prayer and fasting for Bonnie Jean to the emergency room. None of that stuff did it any good. All the prayer and all the begging God, all this stuff, and she was just getting worse. And she went to the emergency room. She was on the verge of death. Um, and this woman came out of nowhere, um, uh, showed up at the hospital and told us, uh, no, that's the devil. Okay, that's not God. That's the devil. And uh, God is good all the time. And started um, hammering me with... Uh, 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 with the truth of, uh, you know, sickness and health and, and uh, the revelation of our authority in Christ. And so 
Um, now, unfortunately, like, um, you know, Curry said of his first daughter, um, at that point, we started seeing progress. So I started praying over her, and this thing was healed, and that thing was healed. And when you got a dozen different things, and you got half of them healed, the other six will still kill you. You know, so we were making progress, just not fast enough. And I lost her in uh, May of 2011, six months later. Uh, so, uh, but by then, you know, this is all new to me. This is, uh, again, this is May 2011. And uh, I just, I was determined, uh, no, the devil's going to pay with this. Uh, I'm not going to let this destroy me because I was headed for a spiritual disaster, total spiritual disaster. But I took my two little boys and I hit the streets. And uh, just like uh, uh, I was told to do and just like uh, the Bible tells us to, that we're always on duty, always on call. And uh, so I, I gutted it out the hard way um, in the streets of Massachusetts. And then um, I had um, become a certified DHT um, by uh, uh, September time frame. And then uh, a live team later, um, you know, a year or so later. And then obviously Massachusetts State Director. Uh, but uh, it's been a growth, and uh, the, the amazing thing is, is that I have seen more miracles on a weekly basis than I ever did in 25 years in the established uh, evangelical church. Wow. Every week, there's not a week that goes by without miracles, and it is amazing. And things, as I study the Bible, just get simpler and simpler. So that's where I am right now, and it's just moving forward and and uh, just doing that gospel. You know, Garth, your um, your, your story is amazing because uh, we, my wife and I, had a similar situation with uh, her mom and cancer, and same deal. We were making progress, and it just you know beat us to the punch, basically. And um, so I I totally uh, understand what you're saying. It's it's one of those things where it, it really does get a hold of you and starts pushing you in a way to kind of like Curry calls it spiritual retaliation. It's like now we're coming at you. You want to do this? Now we're going to come back at you. And like you said, we, we had um, an occasion just last night where somebody invited us to hang out with them and we just started healing people. And next thing you know, big revival breaks out. So it was it, it's interesting that we're all sharing that same experience and we're all seeing that same thing. We, you know, we stopped attending formal church. We see miracles all the time. So it's, so listeners, it's a, it's a crazy thing that happens. It sounds counterintuitive, but you know, listen to Garth. He's absolutely correct. You know, you hear me saying this all the time, but every guest on the show is telling you the same thing. When you do what, do it the way Jesus did it. You get the results he get. He got, excuse me. And, um, Every week you hear that God is just doing amazing things. And Garth, I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, we are indeed up against our second break today. And uh, we will be right back after this here on the Heal the Sick podcast. This is Million. My buddy Garth out there in Massachusetts will be back momentarily. Keep it locked. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. 
If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, listeners, we are back on the final segment of the Heal the Sick podcast. Remember, check out dominionfire.com at any time for the full catalog of these programs. And we're coming up, I think, on 50 shows now. So make sure you check that out and listen back through everything. There is so much gold in here for you to listen to and to start using in your everyday life. And uh, we've basically covered most topics and uh, I still got more for you. So keep it locked here. Make sure you share, tell your friends, share it on Facebook, wherever you can. And uh, make sure dominionfire.com is the website you check out to Get all of our social media, all our links and everything, and uh, we appreciate you, and we thank you for listening and just for being here with us. Again, on the show today, Garth Wiebe, Massachusetts State Director and uh, for JGLM, and we've been talking today about his background, his experience, his recent mission trips, and uh, in this segment, Garth, what I'd like to ask is if you would share maybe a, a little five-minute lesson with us on something near and dear to your heart, something you would like to have the audience become aware of. And um, just give us a general overview. So uh, what, what can you teach on today? Okay, well, if I would teach on anything, um, it would just be this this whole faith thing. Um, I, I have read the Bible cover to cover multiple times. Um, as you heard, you know, I've, I've been studying the Bible since 1985, and uh, I have uh, studied it. Um, I've also have gotten dug into the Greek and Hebrew texts, and the amazing thing is, is that as I do that, uh, especially going into the Greek and Hebrew and so on, especially the Greek, it gets simpler and simpler, not more complicated. And I see a lot of people searching for the secret to faith, the secret um, to uh, to activation, and I tell people. The secret is that there's no secret. Mm. As long as you think that it's out of reach, just out of reach, that you think that there's a secret, um, now you are in unbelief. You're doubting the simplicity of God's Word. And I think that you might have picked this up from the fact that I've got my children a uh, seven-year-old, 11-year-old, um, laying hands on the sick and seeing them healed. Uh, now, how much training do they have? Now, the interesting thing about the Pakistan uh, trip was that they didn't have all this Western church junk. Right. They just um, they just accepted what I said because the Bible said it and they believed and it was just smooth sailing in terms of getting them activated because I told them, okay, I mean, I would tell the children, now look, you know, I, I teach on the, our authority in Christ and how, how Jesus um, has given us this authority and we are supposed to do like Jesus did and be Jesus to the world. He's up there. We're down here. 
And uh, now, so uh, then I call a little child up and say, now you've got Jesus in you, right? Yeah, okay. And Jesus heals the sick. Yep, so you heal the sick. And it's not much uh, more than that. Uh, So faith, uh, according to Hebrews 11.1, is being sure of what you hope for, certain of what you do not see. And it's not more complicated. This is going to follow your confidence, your confidence in that outcome. Do you believe that God is faithful in each instance? And, uh, you know, obviously, if you, uh, you know, you're getting little results here, but not big results, then that's just because you think that the big results are too big for God. Mm -hmm. So doubt comes in, and doubt is just when you think through. Um, The Greek word is diakrino. It's uh, to dia is through, and krino is to decide to judge so you you judge thoroughly you judge through something and as soon as you start analyzing things instead of just believing the word of god then that's where you get into trouble and that's why it's it's often easier for young people easier for new believers easier for children because they just believe so what you need to do is just say i'm going to do this uh, and I am going to go out and do what Jesus uh, did and then some uh, just because he says, I can. And if you will step out in boldness and not back down and not waver and, and, and stop trying to think through it, um, then there's nothing stopping you. And realize, you know, I'm you know, early retired electrical engineer. I'm a very intelligent person, an analytical person. I've got to know when to shut that brain off and just believe the Word of God. There's times for using your mind, and there's other times where you just have to believe that God, what God's Word says is true. Wow. That's that's great stuff. And, you know, a lot of people I run into are very, uh, myself included, have that very analytical mind, like to know how things work, like to break things apart, like to know every little nuance. And it's fun. It's 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 useful sometimes, actually, I find anyway, helps build my faith. But in, in a lot of cases, you have to sometimes just drop it and go. It, there's no other way. But you have to just put that all aside. We'll figure it out later and just step in and do it. Yeah. So once you know how to do what, what once you know what to do, you just go out and do it. And then uh, what you expect to happen, that's what's going to happen. That's it. And then we'll figure it all out later when we're sitting uh, discussing it. <laughs> we'll figure it out at another yeah. time. <laughs> but uh, Garth, if um, I, I know with uh, some of your missionary work, you uh, like to keep a little bit of a low profile, but uh, if people wanted to contact you or reach out to you, is there a way that they could uh, stay in contact or find out more? Sure. Um, so my full name you've heard on the uh, on the broadcast here, and I've just uh, you won't see that in the the web page that uh, he's putting up, uh, just to, because my name is unique. There's four Garth Weebies in um, North America, only one Garth D Weeby. So the low profile is just um, so the next time that I apply for a visa with the Pakistan embassy or some or some other country like that, there's a Muslim country or whatever. They don't do a web search and say, oh, we know who you are and you're baptizing Muslims and whatever. And no, we don't want you in there again. So um, I'm not uh, trying to hide anything. 
but um, if you want to get in touch with me, you can easily Google my name. It's Garth, G-A-R-T-H, uh, middle initials D, and last name is W-I-E, B as in boy, E. And uh, you'll find me and you'll find my telephone number. It's a, a regular uh, landline uh, and my email address. Uh, I've got a personal email address is there. And uh, sure, and uh, I'm Garth D. Weeby on Skype. And uh, get a hold of me. And uh, I've also put together a web page of uh, my uh, our Pakistan trip, uh, which I'm not going to cite the URL of right here, but uh, if you uh, get in touch with me and uh, you don't look like a skeptic or, uh, mm-hmm. or somebody like that, then, um, uh, then I can uh, point you to that too and, and give you, and you can see videos and photographs and things of what we did there. Okay. All right. And listeners, of course, anytime, if you want to email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com and uh, are trying to find Garth, just let us know and we'll uh, we'll arrange a, a sit down, you know, like mafia style. We'll arrange a meeting and uh, we'll get uh, get you guys connected up. So, again, there's always a way to uh, find our guests and uh, we're happy to help. Garth, we've come to the end of the program. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here, and I thank you for sharing your heart and uh, your experience with us. And at this point of the program, I like to ask our guests if they will please pray for our audience. And uh, if along the way you feel any special promptings or a word of knowledge, prophetic word, anything on that line that you feel you need to call out, by all means do it. So at this time, sir, would you please kindly pray us all the way to the amen, sir? All right, I will do that. And in the name of Jesus, all you folks that are listening here in the sound of my voice, you are blessed. I declare this according to the word of God. In Ephesians 1.3, he has called us blessed, and I proclaim that over you. And I proclaim you healed, physically healed, in the name of Jesus. You are physically healed because God's word is true. And I am declaring that over you right now. And I declare you delivered in the name of Jesus. So all demonic powers and all sickness must go right now in the name of Jesus and must leave you. I set you free according to the word of God. Amen. Amen, man. That is awesome. The simplicity of the gospel. There it is right there. And uh, listeners, anytime you'd like to follow us, check out our website at dominionfire.com, facebook.com slash dominionfire, twitter.com slash healingminister for my personal Twitter account. And uh, we have some Instagram as well, which I don't recall right now. We also have YouTube, but all those materials and links you'll find at our website at dominionfire.com. So make sure you check that out first and foremost for all that, as well as the entire catalog of Heal the Sick podcast, as well as all the other little projects we work on. And uh, we invite you and thank you to check it out. So listeners, again, uh, Garth Wiebe, um, Massachusetts State Director, JGLM, sharing an amazing story. And uh, just absolutely love all the amazing men and women of God we have here. So listeners, I thank you as always for hanging out with us and uh, keep it keep it here because we're going to have more and more coming in the coming weeks. As we always say on our show, and as we punctuate every healing, every every amazing work that God does, I leave you with, boom, goes Yeshua. And we'll see you next time.